It's a Tuesday trade block. Let's talk pitching to the Baltimore Orioles, starting with Shohei Otani. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And as we do on Tuesdays, we're taking trade packages, trying to marry prospects with big leaguers who are going to get moved or might get moved. And today is the Baltimore Orioles. And I want to bring you a trade package. They're looking for pitching, right? Uh, Connor Newcomb, host of Locked on Orioles, just had a, a kind of a viral tweet the other day about would you be willing to move Jackson Holiday for a number one pitcher? And so we're expanding off of that and we're looking at a couple different potential packages if the Orioles were to go out and get a pitcher. And this comes from Connor's September 21st episode of Locked on Orioles when he positions a, a, a possible trade for Shohei Otani to the Orioles, and this is the package that he gives up. Uh, obviously, I don't have to explain who Shohei Otani is. Uh, two-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year, MVP, all of that stuff. Going to probably come in second to judge in this year's MVP race. But let me remind you of the stats that he put up, because I think sometimes we forget that Shohei Otani is doing both of these things at the same time, and exactly how good he is. So, offensively, 157 games this year. 273, 356, 519. 34 home runs, 70 extra base hits, 72 walks to 161 strikeouts. At the same time that he was doing that, he went 15 and 9 as a pitcher in 28 games with a 2-3-3 ERA. 166 innings pitched, 219 strikeouts to 44 walks. Shohei Otani is very good at what he does. Um, like, you just like, you have to understand, we, we don't have a comp for this. This is his final year of team control before he's a, a free agent. And they agreed to a one-year, $30 million deal to avoid arbitration, which is kind of good and kind of bad. I'm glad that it's not contentious and they found a number. I'm kind of sad because arbitration is based off of comparisons to other players. And there's not really a modern comparison in the arbitration era to somebody able to do two jobs at such a high level like Shohei Otani does. And so it was going to be fascinating as a person who follows the business of sports and the money and all of that. It was going to be fascinating to see how the the arbitration case unfolded. Um, Obviously, that didn't happen. One year of team control, $30 million contract. After that, he will be a free agent in 2024. The proposal that Connor had on September 21st, locked on Orioles, was as follows. Number five prospect, outfielder Colton Kowser. Number six prospect, shortstop Jordan Westberg. Number 12 prospect, uh, infielder Connor Norby. Can play short or second, probably second though. And number 28 overall prospect, shortstop Joey Ortiz. And then a big league outfield hitting piece, probably either an Austin Hayes or an Anthony Santander. So, 
Let's dig into this real quick. All right. Colton Kowser. Um, 2021 first rounder out of Sam Houston State. 138 games this year. And, I mean, the, the numbers are, are pretty good. He was, it was a combined high A, double A, triple A. So, like, 60 games in high A Aberdeen, 49 games in double A Bowie, and then, like, 27 games in Norfolk and triple A. 278, 406, 469. 19 home runs, 57 extra base hits, 174 strikeouts to 94 walks. That's an 138 game, so there's your little, you know, little pause hesitation there is the strikeouts. 174 strikeouts to 94 walks and 18 to 21 on stolen bases. So Colton Kowser is, to me, one of your kind of ideal leadoff guys. Uh, Good average, great on base percentage type of guy. Above average speed, good ability to make contact. Uh, power, I mean, 469, power's not awful. You know, it's not quite exactly, I think, at its full potential. I think he can be a 20 home run guy, but he's got a plus hit tool, again, above average speed. And then defensively, he can play above average defense, above average arm. He, I think he'd be an impact guy in a corner. He could play center. He'd be average to above average. Uh, Baltimore obviously would not need him to do that. They have Cedric Mullins. Uh, he could could play center if you wanted to move Trout to right and move uh, Taylor Ward to left, or he could move into left and let Trout play center. It's entirely up to whatever you want to do. You'd have a pretty good defensive outfield. Go along with that, Jordan Westbrook. So number six prospect in the system. He was a 2020 first rounder supplemental out of Mississippi State. A guy where plus runner defensively, he's got the range to play short. He's got the arm to play third. He's got the the quick hands to play second, so you can play him anywhere in the infield. Uh, above average contact ability. I like one. I think the power is coming in. It's growing. He's not quite fully formed there yet. And then the swing decisions are really good. So you don't catch him swinging at junk a lot. It's 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 quality at bats. 138 games this year, and he did double A buoy to triple A Norfolk. 90 games in Norfolk, so almost two thirds of the season in Norfolk. 265, 355, 496, 27 home runs, 69 extra base hits, 147 strikeouts to 70 walks, and 12 of 15 on stolen bases. Again, a scenario here where very good hitter, uh, power-wise, I think you're looking at a 20 home run hitter in the big league level. So something that you love to see, fantastic ability, and then defensively very versatile. Could be the starting shortstop for the Angels, could Cover third base, could cover second, whatever you needed from him. Connor Norby, uh, number 12 prospect in the system, 2021 second rounder out of East Carolina. 121 games this year. And his uh, 279, 365, 26. 29 home runs, 56 extra base hits, 114 strikeouts to 55 walks. So struck out less than once per game, walked just under half the time that he struck out. 16 to 22 on stolen bases. So he plays second because he has a fringy arm, but he makes quality contact. He's got decent speed. And the fact he's able to steal 16 bags. Part of this, and this is mostly high A and double A. Part of it is I have a question about the power because I feel like a lot of his power is pulled more so than straight up. Uh, But I think he's a good piece. 
And then Joey Ortiz, number 28 prospect in the system, 2019 fourth rounder out of New Mexico State. Lower rated in the system, but I think that's just kind of, there's a lot of talent here. Most of his time in AA Bowie, a little bit in Norfolk, but 137 games, 284, 349, 477, 19 home runs, 60 extra base hits, 98 strikeouts to 50 walks, and 8 to 10 on stolen bases. So, above average defender, can play second, can play short, can play third, doesn't have a ton of power, and so I feel like that's why he's probably ranked a little bit lower. I think his ultimate ceiling is going to be either below average offensive shortstop I'm sorry below average defensive shortstop or a utility man but a player you need to have in your system uh, very useful he could be I think he could end up being an average starter offensively as long as you understand the power is not going to be there and then adding Austin Hayes or Anthony Santander Santander has better power also more questions defensively you don't you know they'll have a DH spot open if Shohei leaves I think you can only make this deal if you're the Orioles. If you know that you're going to get Shohei to resign with you. You can't give up three top 15 prospects without knowing you're going to have Shohei longer than this. And so if you do this deal, you agree to the deal in principle, you get them to agree to let you speak to Shohei's representation, he's a CAA guy, and get the deal worked out. Um, you probably won't get incredibly long. He's 28. You probably would... I'm guessing he would do a three or four year deal and they'd want 40 million per, 45 million per. I mean, if you're paying Max Scherzer $43 million a year, it's hard to say Shohei Otani is an all is a good enough hitter to be in the All-Star game, is also a good enough pitcher to start the All-Star game. I mean, good enough hitter to be in the home run derby, good enough pitcher to start the All-Star game. How is he not worth 45 million? I could see a scenario where Shohei is the first $50 million player in baseball. Now, if you have him uh, for one last year and you have exclusivity on the negotiation, maybe you don't have to pay 50. But I think on the open market, Shohei gets 50 million a year. And so I only make this deal if I can sign Shohei long-term. I don't think the Orioles do this. I think the Orioles think it's too expensive. And I think that they probably don't want to give out that bigger contract. Uh, that $50 million a year to Shohei. In just a minute, I've got a proposal for a trade that would get you an ace pitcher with cost control for multiple seasons. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net, obviously your number one source for football and basketball and all of that stuff. But MLB, we are in the World Series You just watched last night Game 3 of the World Series. I have not seen it yet. Going into Game 3, the Astros are still favored. The line has moved from minus 190 to minus 170. Um, The Philadelphia line went from plus 165 to plus 150. So the line shifted a little bit in favor of Philly. Uh, the, the, The most common number being bet is still Astros winning the series four games to two followed by four games to three and four games to one, and then Phillies 4-2, 4-3, and 4-1. World Series MVPs, Alex Bregman, as of right now, again, as of before the game on Monday night, uh, is a 5-1 favorite to be the MVP, followed by Framber Valdez, and then Jose Altuve and Kyle Tucker at 7-1. The biggest, or the best odds for Philly players Bryce Harper and JT Real Muto are both at 9 to 1 
followed by Schwarber at 16 to 1 and Zach Wheeler at 16 to 1. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Hopefully, whatever bet you made for Bet Online got you uh, a better odds than what the odds are today after what an, an amazing game three last night. Um, but head to head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, so Shohei Otani. It's a it's a price that if you're the Orioles, you absolutely pay that to get Shohei, but you need to sign him long term. A guy who is rumored to be available, who you can have multiple years of team control of, is Cleveland Guardians starting pitcher Shane Bieber. 2016 fourth rounder. Uh, he, he had first year of arbitration in 2022, got a $6 million contract. He's an ARB2 guy in 2023, ARB3 in 2024, and a free agent in 2025. So if you make the trade in the offseason, you are guaranteed two years of Shane Bieber. At the end of that, obviously, you can do the qualifying offer. You can re-sign him, whatever you want to do. Uh, stats for 2022, 13-8, 2.88 ERA, 1.04 whip. 200 innings pitched, 198 strikeouts to 36 walks. And Connor threw this out on Twitter. This was the viral tweet I was talking about. And when I asked him, like, who would the ace be? He said, I want Shane Bieber. He said in the tweet that he would be willing to part with Jackson Holiday to get Shane Bieber. So, reminder, Jackson Holiday, number one overall pick in the 2022 MLB draft. They picked Jackson Holiday over Drew Jones, who went to Arizona. And Jackson Holiday is kind of seen as like a special combination of, of tools, lefty hitting ability, premium de- defensive positional value, and professional bloodlines. His dad was... Four-time Silver Slugger Matt Holiday. He plays shortstop. He's considered to have a 60-grade hit tool, 60-grade run tool, 60-grade arm, 55-grade power, 55-grade defense. Like, nothing is average. Everything's above average to plus with Jackson Holiday. 6'1", 180 right now. He only got in about 12 games in low A. Not worth looking at. But if you're trying to send... Get Shane Bieber, and you're sending Jackson Holiday. I drew up the parameters of a rough trade. And in essence, Jackson Holiday by far is the star of the trade, right? He's the guy. To go along with him, I've got the Orioles trading one of their outfielders. And I tried to make sure that the outfielder you're trading is a higher rated outfielder, but it's not. I don't know if Colton Kowser's the guy. I don't think he's included in the deal. So I have got it as Heston Kierstad or Dylan Beaver. So a top 10 prospect, either number eight or number nine in the system. Heston Kierstad, reminder, 2021 first rounder, number two overall out of Arkansas, missed all of 2021 with myocarditis, the inflammation of the heart muscle he was dealing with. And so it's a scenario where he's got really high offensive promise, right? He's believed to have... He was given like a like a 70 grade for power, 50 grade for hit tool. He's got to recover because he missed an entire season of like no physical activity. He's got to rebuild physically, rework the swing. So work in progress, but ceiling is absolutely there. And then defensively, he's considered to have average defense, speed's a little bit below average, arm is plus. So you're looking at like a right field kind of situation here. Or a guy like a Dylan Beavers. Dylan Beavers was... 2022 first rounder supplemental out of Oregon State. Uh, and 
kind of considered to be a, you know, at his peak would maybe be a 240 hitter with 30 home runs. But the issue you have with Dylan Beavers is your power tool is only as good as your hit tool. And it's something where he's got a really, he messes with his swing a lot. He tinkers with it a lot. He changes things a lot. And so because of that, the setup is kind of crowded. The hands are in weird places. It's whippy. He's got good bat speed with it. He's got good hand speed with it. It's just, it's got a lot of moving parts. It's not consistent. You've got to work it out to figure out where it's going to be. And so if you can overhaul the swing, and this is a system that's got a lot of guys with a really high batting average. Cleveland can identify guys with the ability to hit the ball. I don't know if he fits their models, but if they like him, I think that Jackson Holiday, one of those two outfielders, and then a pitcher, maybe something like a Seth Johnson, because you've got a 40-man decision on him. Uh, maybe something where like a Cade Povich, 2021 third rounder in Nebraska. So Johnson was at the trade deadline from the Rays. That was the three-way trade that got Trey Mancini in Houston and Jose Siri in Tampa Bay. So I don't think they're going to move him. But again, he's 40-man. Uh, 40-man decision has to be made this year because he's Rule 5 eligible. And he's out the whole year with Tommy John. So I'm not sure if Baltimore wants to use the space to save him for an entire year. I'm assuming they do. But that's why I threw in an alternative in Cade Povich. 2021 third rounder out of, out of Nebraska. Had 24 games this year for Povich. Uh, split between high A and double A. Um, 113 in a, th- um, in a third innings. 450 ERA, 148 strikeouts to 39 walks, gave up 14 home runs. The thing with Cade Povich, they got him from the Twins in the Jorge Lopez trade, is fastball is low 90s, which he's a lefty. It's fine. It's not great. Slider's a plus slider. It's a it's like really sweepy, gets swings and misses on it, can get chased, things like that. Uh, the changeup and curveball are all average or above average. So four pitches that he can throw. He's comfortable throwing all four. Really good pitch ability. One of those guys, you need this kind of guy in your rotation to eat up innings. He's not going to win you to Cy Young. He's not going to win you a World Series, but he's going to get you into the playoffs because he's going to go out there every fifth game, or every fifth inning, every fifth day, every fifth game, technically, and he's going to give you five or six innings of effort. So like a Cade Povich, this deal to me, if anybody says no here, I think it might be the Guardians unless they can swap out Kearsad or Beavers. I think they're going to want somebody with a little more promise. They're going to want a Colton Kowser, I think, because Kierstad and Beavers are both seen as develop- like guys that are super promising but need a lot of development. Uh, obviously, Kierstad, you have to rebuild not only the physical development, but you have to, you have to rebuild the power. Uh, Beavers, you have to break down and fix the swing. And I think that Cleveland's probably going to want a little bit more than that. So let's try one more time. Let's try to find one more uh, pitcher that might make it in Baltimore. If you think the Guardians should take this deal, either send us, let us know on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball Shows, on Twitter at Lockdown Farm. You can email us. Locked in MLB prospects at gmail.com. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment on the video. Tell us, would Cleveland take this deal? Jackson Holiday, outfielder Hessen Kierstad or Dylan Beavers, pitcher Seth Johnson or Cade Povich, would they take that 
for two seasons of Shane Bieber in Baltimore. In just a minute, I've got one more trade idea, one more package to try to put together right here on Locked on MLB Prospects. And we're back. So the Miami Marlins are considering trading Pablo Lopez. They had a deal sketched out with the Yankees at the trade deadline, didn't do it. They had a they had some discussions with the Dodgers, didn't do it. What if they sent Pablo Lopez to Baltimore? I put Pablo Lopez in a show the other day and got some responses from Marlins fans that I had not correctly assessed the needs of the Marlins system. And that catcher, they could get by with Jacob Stallings at catcher. They needed the shortstop. So, my proposals here, I got two different proposals for you. One of them that I saw out there is pitcher D.L. Hall and outfielder Anthony Santander. I don't think that's going to happen for a few reasons. One, the Orioles like D.L. Hall. Two, Anthony Santander just gives you another corner outfielder when right now the need you have would be center field and shortstop. And then three, I just I don't think that's a great deal for the Orioles to make. I think that they need to that DL Hall's gonna get promoted soon, him and Grayson Rodriguez. And DL Hall's not untouchable. I think the only untouchables here are Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rutschman, and, and Grayson Rodriguez. I just don't think DL Hall's the guy for this trade. I got two proposals here. Proposal number one, not as high on, but I'm still gonna try it. Shortstop Jordan Westberg. The Mississippi State product, the guy that can play shorter third, hit 27 home runs in 138 games, you know, would give you power, would give you defense, above average contact ability, um, and just about ready to get promoted. So Jordan Westberg, second baseman Connor Norby, gives you, he can play, you know, he can play second, gives you a little bit of Jazz Chisholm insurance. Uh, I believe, and I'm trying to remember if John Birdie's a free agent or not, but it gives you a little bit of Jazz Chisholm insurance if Chisholm goes down again, isn't quite ready. Um, and outfielder Austin Hayes. Again, Austin Hayes, I don't know, I don't think Austin Hayes can play center. And so now you're in a position where you're in, you know, you have another scenario where you need to figure out. Um, I mean, he played six games in center in 2022. So he, probably can get by in center, but he doesn't solve your center field problem. Jordan Westberg solves your shortstop problem. Austin Hayes can help out in center field. Connor Norby gives you the gestism insurance. The other potential deal that I had here was same idea. Jordan Westberg, Austin Hayes, and then a Joey Ortiz. So you swap out the second baseman in Connor Norby for a legit shortstop in Joey Ortiz he gives you a utility profile. He can play third as well. We talked about offensively, his contact tool may be good enough to stick as an everyday regular if you had to play him full time because you were missing, again, you were missing a Jazz Chisholm. You were missing somebody else. Um, but you don't have a second baseman who's blocked by Jazz Chisholm. And again, you still get a shortstop in Jordan Westberg. I've seen quite a few um trades that involve Pablo Lopez. Um, I've seen quite a few trades that involve getting guys to, you know, pitchers to the Orioles. I've seen deals. I've seen a lot of deals when it's involving getting people to the Orioles that involve trading Cedric Mullins. Uh, Cedric Mullins playing center field is something I think the Orioles want to keep doing. 
They like him defensively in center, and you can flank him with hitters because he's so good defensively. So I don't think they want to make that deal and get rid of him. I've seen proposed deals where Grayson Rodriguez gets moved. I don't think that's going to happen as well. Again, I see him as one of the few untouchables in this system. I did see a proposal for a deal that was Shane Bieber for Colton Kowser, D.L. Hall, and Kobe Mayo. And I think that's an interesting proposal as well. Ultimately, I don't think the Otani thing is going to happen. I don't know if you can find the right combination of guys to make the Pablo Lopez deal happen simply because you don't necessarily want to trade Cedric Mullins. And that if you're going to send an outfielder back to the Marlins, they need a center fielder. I think of all of these, the Guardians deal is most likely to happen. If you can do the deal and save Jackson Holiday, I like doing that. So that would, that would mean including somebody like a Hall in the deal. But if you also had an option to do an outfielder, a Jackson Holiday, and a pitcher, I think you do that deal to get two years of Shane Bieber with the intention of signing Bieber to an extension. And then you hope that John Means recovers from his, from his surgery and comes back looking a little more, little more like the John Means of old. And now you're in a position where you can contend for a wild card and or maybe even the division, depending on what uh, the Rays and the Yankees and the Blue Jays and the Red Sox do. Very tough division here as far as everybody seemingly having a shot almost every season. If you have an idea for a future trade block episode, if there's a guy that you want your team to go out and get or a package you want to run by us, again, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked on Farm. You can email us, prospects at gmail.com or leave it as a comment on YouTube on today's video. Until tomorrow's show, enjoy tonight's World Series. And this has been Locked on MLB Prospects.